God is good. Turn with me, if you will, to Colossians chapter 1. We're just going to get right in the Word tonight. We had been in a series, and the more I wasn't planning on going that route tonight and talking about giving it away and talking about what's in you is to be given away. That's how God blesses you. Amen. Uh, but the more and more that I kept going through these notes, it's, it's really communicating a lot of the same truth. So we'll look at it. But um, the direction that I want to go tonight is I want to talk about source or resource, source or resource. And in Colossians chapter one, verse 16, in the New Living Translation, it says this for through him, Jesus, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. So we see here in this passage that God is the creator. Amen. God created everything that we can see, anything that we can't see and everything that we can see. Everything that's been created was for his glory. It was for him. And through him. Amen. And so we've got to understand that the creator is the source. The person who creates a thing is the source of the thing. That's that's where it comes from. Uh, You know, everything that we have in the earth today was at was first a thought. And we call those thoughts ideas. Somebody one time in the world had an idea and said, I am tired of standing. And I'm even more tired of sitting on the ground. So when I sit down, I want to create a device that will hold me up in a nice, perfect position where I can relax. I could even prop my feet up if I want. And so one day somebody had an idea to create a chair and they became the source of the chair. They came from them. The thought, the idea, it derived from them. Amen. And so we see here that God is the creator. Therefore, he is the source of everything. God created trees. God created plants. God created uh, 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 animals. God created the ocean. God created the sun. And all of those things are resources that are in the earth for you and I. The sun is a resource to you. The moon is a resource to you. The, the waters in the ocean are a resource to you. The plants that you grow and the fruit or the vegetables that come off of them, those are resources to you. And God loves to get resources to his people. That's one thing you've got to know about God. God has no problem getting resources to his people and he loves to resource you. He loves to get things to you that he has created that will benefit your life or help you achieve a purpose. God loves to get food to you when you're hungry. God loves to get gas in your car when you need gas. God loves to meet a need in your life through the resources. But I want to show you a story here of a man named Elijah over in 1 Kings chapter 17. So if you will turn over there. God is the resource. And he has created or God is the source and he has created resources for you and I. But the danger that we run into, and this is where we're going tonight, is many of us place more trust in the resource than the source. 
Many of us move into a position or, or, or get ourselves in a position where we rely on the resource more than we rely on the source. And the resource is never meant to be the source. And this is what I want to look at tonight. The resource is never meant to be the source. God is the source. God is where we place our trust. God is where we place our faith and our hope. But the danger lies in the fact that if we're not careful, we'll end up placing more trust and more more reliance in the resource and forget that God was the one behind it all. You realize that everything that God created is to glorify him. You realize that. Every tree. Jesus even said this one time. If you don't lift your voices and praise him. I'll have these rocks open up their mouths and cry out. Even rocks. Why? Because they were created by him. He's the creator. But everything that God created is to point back to the creator. And that includes you and I. That includes us. As his resource in the earth, we should be glorifying him. We should be pointing back to the creator. We're not here on our own means, on our own terms. We are here because God placed us here. God has brought us through. You can think of times and situations in your life where God was faithful to you and he brought you out of things and he brought you into things. And it's because the creator has placed you there, not because you did anything. And so even us, we've got to uh, keep ourselves in check that we're always glorifying him because we are a resource in the earth. Uh, There are people in my life that have been a blessing to me. People. You realize you can be a resource. And you realize that other people can be a resource. You know, in that verse over in Malachi chapter 3, I'm trying to stay on topic, but I think I need to say this real quick. Over in Malachi chapter 3, it talks about tithe and offering. You know, you've robbed me in what? Tithe and offering. But test me in this. Prove me in this if I will not open up the windows of heaven. Now, heaven doesn't have windows. God doesn't have a big window in the sky that when he needs to meet a need in your life or he needs to bless you with something, that he just turns this big crank, opens up this big window and starts dropping out blessings on you. Guess who those windows are? You and I. Test me in this. See if I will bring someone into your life that will allow me to use them as a resource to get blessings to you. Test me. Isn't that exciting? See, sometimes we disregard each other because we're looking for a blessing from on high. And God's saying, yeah, I'm using that person right in front of you. They're a resource. To me, But the person doesn't get the glory. Oh, thank you so much. You're such an awesome person. If it wasn't for you, I would be. No, if it wasn't for God bringing that person into your life, you wouldn't be. Because because God is the source and he's just placed a resource into your life. So look at this. The, the resource is never to become the source. So first Corinthians chapter 17. And verse one, we're going to read a story here about a man named Elijah and Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. 
And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the into the Jordan. So God has given a decree through Elijah, the prophet to the king, saying, because of the wicked things you have done, if you read in the chapters before, I am going to go. I'm going to bring a drought upon this earth, upon this land for a period of time. Yet. In the midst of that, God knows how to provide for his man. God knows how to provide for his people. I'm going to tell you right now that God knows how to get stuff to you when it seems like everything around you has dried up. And so what God is trying to show Elijah here is you need to trust in me. I'm going to send you somewhere that seems like there's no nothing that can meet your need. There's just a brook and there's just uh, uh, some birds flying around. But I'm going to let you know that there are resources right around you and you don't even know it. And I'm going to cause this brook to bring water forth for you. And I'm going to bring birds that are going to bring you meat if we keep on going, he says, going to bring you uh, bread and meat in the mornings. And he's getting two solid meals a day right here. When everybody else in the land is going through a drought, has nothing. You know, you could be in the middle of a mess and God still meets your needs. God knows how to meet your needs. You know, I remember back, you know, when the whole economic downturn was taking place. And. Uh, You know, it it was affecting churches. It was affecting ministries. Sometimes we don't think about that. Sometimes we think God just sustains these four walls without us. But he uses us as resources. Amen. And so there's an impact there. But I remember that we always stood our ground that our churches were going to thrive. Our people were going to thrive. But I'll tell you what happened is we had to we had to figure a different way out to do it. That we weren't going to do church the same way they used to back in the 90s. It was nothing, and especially in the early 2000s. It was nothing to go out, buy land and build property. I mean, real estate was great at that time. So now we had we as churches had to start getting creative about turning spaces that were not meant to be a church into churches. How to uh, retrofit warehouse buildings and storefronts like you see today. How to get creative into turning things that weren't meant to be a church into a church. Because the, the way that we used to do it was different. But God allowed us and God always provided for us because he has no problem getting resources to his people, even in the midst of resources drying up everywhere else. Why? Because he's the source. And so God is showing Elijah something here in, in uh First uh, Kings chapter 17, he's showing him right here that you have an opportunity to trust in me. And so let's keep going. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Now watch what happens here. And it happened after a while. That the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Now, here is where we've got to listen to God. God is the source. It's no surprise to God 
when a resource dries up. That's not a surprise to him. You know, many of us, when something like this happens, you know, you, we as believers, and, and this is a blessed church, and we preach blessings. We don't preach lack. We don't preach poverty. We don't preach we've got to go through the, 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 the muck and the, and the turmoil of life. And, and you, know, you know, we just have to go through it because we're in the world. No, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. That means we have resources connected to another kingdom that has no limits. Period. God has no limits. But if we're not careful, we can get comfortable in the blessing. We can get comfortable in the blessing. So what happens when the thing that's been blessing us dries up? This is where the test of where your focus was is really put out. This is where it gets identified. Who were you trusting in? Were you trusting in the bank? Or were you trusting in God and knowing that the bank was just a resource? Were you trusting in that person to meet your need? Or were you trusting in God resourcing that person? Which means if God can resource this person at this time and this dries up, he can resource something else and get it to you. So we see here that the brook has dried up. And this is the thing we have to realize is that many times God's channels of resources, they have a lifespan to it. On purpose. So you don't develop a trust in the resource. You maintain a trust in the source. And those channels will dry up. Those channels will have a lifespan. Those channels will turn and change. Because God wants to know, do you have full reliance and do you have your faith dedicated to me? Or do you have it dedicated to the resource? Never put the resource before the source. And so he has uh, provided for Elijah. He's come through for Elijah. He, he's, I mean, anybody here ever been fed by a bird? I mean, I, I, has anyone been brought a, a hamburger? Well, it's bread and meat. Has anyone been brought a Big Mac from a raven? No, it hasn't happened. Yeah, just eat the bird, man. We've probably done that, but I don't know if we've actually had a bird bring us a full-on meal and say, hey, I'll be back tonight, I'll bring you some more. This is literally what's going on. But if we're not careful, we can put our trust in the magnitude of the resource that God's making available to us instead of realizing, God, you are so awesome that you're making things that shouldn't be bringing things to me. They're prospering me. That's what's so exciting. It will boggle other people's minds when you live like this. When you live in a position that my trust is in the source, you watch the channels that God will use to get blessing to you. And people standing around you are going to say, now, how did you get a bird to bring you a meal? How did you get that investment to bring you a reward? All the investments are, da- are going down right now. They're not producing anything. You need to pull out. No, God says stay in. Well, this thing's just continuing to produce Because I'm just obeying and trusting God. And if he tells me to pull out and go into another one, I'll go into that. How come you're making it when everybody else isn't? How come you seem to be able to find a job when, you know, it's just, 
The economy is so bad they can't hire anybody. But every time you need a job, somebody comes to you and says, hey, you want to come work for us? Or it just pops up and you get hired and they let you in. Why? Because God's the source. God's the source. The job's not the source. I don't place trust in the job. That means if I lose this job today, that was just a resource. But God's got another resource to get to me. But now the brook has dried up. And so we look at 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8. And this is where it gets fun. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to what? Provide for you. He's letting them know, look, I'm changing your channel. I'm altering the resource. I'm changing how it's been getting to you, but I will provide for you if you will just obey me. Now, I'll be honest, you know, when when you are in a place of blessing, like I said earlier, it's easy to get comfortable there. I'm sure on the inside, Elijah's saying, look, man, I'm doing all right here. Nobody's bothering me. They're leaving me alone. I'm out here all by my, I have this brook all by myself. Birds are, I mean, you're not even having to work for it. You're not even having to do anything. You're not having to go out and work and, 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 you know, to make a living. He's just bringing it to you. And now he says, get up, leave that place because that has dried up and come over here to a widow woman. Dwell there and I will provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. So this doesn't look good. <laughs> Remember, there's a drought in the land. Okay? And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. Can you picture Elijah's face right now thinking, are you kidding me? And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Have you ever been brought to a place by God that was so desolate that you're concerned about how it's going to take care of you? Remember, the promise was, I'm taking you out of a place of blessing that has dried up. I'm taking you to this widow woman and they're going to provide for you. I don't know about you, but now you're starting to scratch your head and you're starting to wonder, God, did you miss it? You just said you're going to provide for me. Yet you brought me to this little old lady that doesn't even have any food. She's got some flour and some oil. She's kicking. She's cooking the last of their the last of their food, the last of their supply for themselves. And her outlook on life is we've got one more wheel, one more meal and me and my son. We're done. We ain't living. This is where God has brought Elijah. 
God has just brought Elijah from a place of complete blessing now to a place of complete desolation. Emptiness. God changed the resource. And you're thinking, I mean, at this point, you're like, dude, I was better off with a brook and birds bringing me food. I was better off over here. God, why did you change the channel on me? Why did you, why why are you changing up my resource? I was doing great over here. You were providing. What's the problem? But what's God doing? God is keeping him in a position of, do you trust the resource or do you trust me as your source? And this is where God is always keeping us. This is where, you know, sometimes we, we get in the positions where we don't even have to use faith. Sometimes we get in a position where the job is, we've got great money coming in. There's no problem. I don't even have to use my faith. I mean, I, there are times where we've got to be careful. Because we're in positions where we've got it so easy and, and it's coming in. Needs are being met by the resource that we don't even have to necessarily put full on faith and trust in God. And that's when God loves to take it and say, all right. We're drying this thing up. You need to keep your trust in me. So there's two ways he can do that. He can either take your resource or he can ask you to give more. He can place something on you that makes a greater demand out of your life that what is flowing in right now will not meet that need. That's where God's at. God is in the faith realm. God is not in the realm where you can see it. God is not in the realm of comfortability. God is not in the realm of I've got it made in the shade. God is not in the realm of the blessing is here and I'm good. I don't need anything else. God is in the realm of keep your faith and your trust in me. And so he has pulled Elijah out of what we would all agree is a great situation to have, especially in the middle of a drought. Brought him to a woman that's suffering from the drought that's going on. And now is saying, this is your new resource. This is your new resource. This is how I'm going to provide for you. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. So what is he asking her to do? You put me first. You put me first. And then you'll be fine. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which she spoke by Elijah. Notice here that Elijah had to change his focus. See, at the brook, he only had to be concerned with himself. He was inward focused. God, I need you to bless me. 
And now God takes him from a position of blessing coming to him. And now he's saying, I need you to go and be a blessing to someone else. Could the thing that God is sending you to be the thing that he's sending you to be a blessing to them? Because ultimately, although this woman and her son ended up providing for him, he provided for for her and her family an opportunity to live way longer than she expected to live. In fact, they made it through the drought. Her oil did not dry up. Her flour did not run low until after this drought was over. See, sometimes we get ourselves so fixed on ourselves that the only thing that we look at is how can the thing resource me? Well, how about you being a resource to it? God, you know there's no way this job can meet my needs. You, 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 you pulled me out. You I mean you had it coming in. The money was coming in and you pulled that out. And now you're sending me to this other job and, and it can't even meet my needs. There's no way they can pay me enough. I mean, this thing is desolate. How is this thing going to provide for me? And God is saying, that's just the thing. I'm placing you there so you can be a blessing to them. Well, isn't that a mental shift? Isn't that a different way to think? Isn't that a different way to approach the situation now? And that's exactly what he's done with Elijah. Hey, maybe I'm not, I'm not putting you there so much for you as I am putting you there for them. When God changes the resource on us, he wants us to remember that he's the source because he wants us to end up being a resource in return. And most people only go to their job thinking about what can I get from my job? What will this job provide for me? Does it have good benefits? Do I get vacation? What about sick pay? Will it, what's, the, what's the pay? And those are the things. And we never process the mentality of how can I be a blessing to them? And even when it doesn't look like it's meeting all of my needs, can I still be in a position to meet their needs? And in turn, because of the blessing that Elijah brought to her, it, that family ended up providing for him as well. Why? Because God has no problem getting resources to you. When you acknowledge God as the source, he has no problem getting resources to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be what added unto you. And so we don't need to get comfortable in the zone of blessing. We don't need to get comfortable in how it's getting to us. We just need to be comfortable trusting in God, knowing that no matter how you alter my external situation internally, I will always acknowledge that you're my source. I've established in my heart, I've established in my life that you're the one that meets my needs. You're the one that is prospering me. You're the one that's answering my prayers. You're the one that's getting me everything that I need. And even though it looks like nothing in the external mode can meet my needs. I'm going to continue to be a blessing. I'm going to continue to bring what I have. God, use me as a resource because I know that you will get it to me. 
And that's where Elijah has had to place himself. God moves Elijah from from being the receiver to now being the giver. God has moved Elijah from the one being on the receiving end of this thing to now being the one initiating the blessing. And that's where God wants us to be. And that's why this carries into a little bit of what we've been talking about. Yes, God wants to bless you. Yes, God wants to prosper you. Yes, God will take care of you. He knows all your needs before you even ask of them, the Bible says. He knows everything that you have need of. He knows everything that's required. We say this uh, in ministry. He will provide for the vision. That's what provision is. He will provide what is necessary for the vision that he's given your life. If it's finances, he'll bring the finances. If it's people, he'll bring the people. If it's resources, he'll bring resources. If it's things, if it's jobs, if it's connections, he can supply whatever you need because he created it. All things were created through him and for him. But now God wants us to know and to learn how to be a blessing. We say this in church all the time. Uh, you're blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Not blessed to be blessed. You know, we went through a, a time period in churches. In different denominations where we got so caught up on... If you're living for God and if you're doing the right thing, this is the kind of car you'll drive. This is the kind of house you'll have. This is the kind of things that you'll have. This is the kind of salary that you'll get. We, we went through that. And it became all about us. It became all about how God wants to bless us. And we've lost sight of the purpose for faith and the purpose for a blessed life is so that God can get it through us, not just to us. And if God can get it through you, then he can get it to you. I remember Pastor Earl used to say this all all the time down in St. Augustine. He would say this. He'd he'd say, uh, millions of dollars will flow through these hands. Pastor was always looking for ways to give. Always looking for ways to be a blessing. I don't want a million dollars just sitting in the bank. Unless God specifically says, I need you to save up for a period of time. But I want to know how I can spend a million dollars to bless somebody else. I want to know how I can take that million, like we've been talking, and invest it in someone's life. In the form of ministries, in the form of outreaches, in the form of programs, in the form of things that we do here in the church. Or just literally being a blessing financially to people. And so this is the mode, this is the mentality that we have to have of where is our trust? Is it in the source or is it in the resource? When you trust the resource, you are limited to what the resource can do. You're limited to what the resource can do. Now, Elijah had a brook flowing with water. Elijah had birds bringing him two meals a day. But when you trust in the resource, 
You're limited to what the resource can do for you. He was limited to what that brook was bringing him. And when the brook dried up, guess what? He dried up. What if he wanted a snack? Well, he's, he's limited to two meals a day. Limited. Every resource in this earth has limitations. Every tree has limitations. The ocean has limitations. The sun has limitations. Every person in this earth has limitations all by themselves. Money has limitations all by itself. Banks have limitations. Businesses have limitations. Everything in this earth that is a resource has a limit to what it can do for you. It is, an, it is not an unlimited supply. Yet we live off of those resources like we think they do. And one day when they dry up, one day when God changes it, guess what? That resource will no longer provide for you. But when we trust the source, you are opened up to unlimited resources. Because, see, God has no limits. God has no exceptions. God doesn't say you have to have this much money in the bank for us to give you a loan. God doesn't say uh, that you've got to have these type of qualifications to get this job. Are you following me? God doesn't say that you have to know these people, uh, know these type of people to make this connection with this person. No, God has something that goes way beyond that. It's called favor. And when the favor of God goes before you, there is no limit to what he can do for you. There's no limit of what he can access for you in your life. There is no limit to the things and it will boggle people's minds. How in the world did you get that loan? How in the world did you get that investment? How in the world did you meet that person? How in the world did you get these finances? How in the world did you get that job? People will ask those questions and you will say, all the glory goes to God. He's my source. He's my creator. And he can get me whatever I need to fulfill the vision and purpose for my life. That's the God I serve. He's the source. He's the source. I don't trust in resources. I don't trust in banks. I don't trust in the economy. I don't trust in the government. I don't trust in my car. I don't trust in my house. I don't trust in my job or my paycheck. No, I trust in God. He's the source and everything else is a resource. And if this resource dries up, he's going to open up another resource for me. We've got to identify, are we trusting the source or are we trusting the resource. I've lived this out. I've lived this out. There are some resources that I've had in my life that were phenomenal. And there's still times in my life I'm thinking, God, you really have to dry up that resource. I, that was a great resource. But you know what happened? Was I started to get comfortable. I started getting comfortable knowing this amount's coming in no matter what. I know every two weeks, this is what I'm getting. I started getting comfortable where I was living. Look, I'm telling you right now, when you place yourself in a position to meet other people's needs, 
That's not a comfortable place to be. That's just the bottom line. There's no comfort level to it. There's no comfort zone. But the comfort is in the fact that no matter what happens, God will get to me whatever resources needed. It might be the day before. It might be the day of. But God will get it to me. And I don't limit the channels that God gets resources to me. I don't limit it. I don't limit any person. See, that's what we do. We look at things by their external appearance and we, God sends us to a widow woman that's cooking her last meal for her and her son and says, hey, we're going to die. Forget you. And we say, well, get, man, God, you, you missed it. You blew it. Where are you sending me? Where are you taking me? Now, I don't limit God's resources. I don't limit the, the people. I don't limit the things that God places in my life. I don't look at that. Uh, based upon the natural appearance, I know this is the resource God's placed in my life and it's going to provide for me. It's going to take care of me if I just obey him and do what he's told me to do. Secondly, I've placed myself in a position to not only receive from the resource, but to be a resource to it as well. I've placed myself, if God develops, uh, has me develop a relationship with somebody, how can I be a resource? If God places me in employment somewhere, how can I be a resource? How can I be a blessing to these, these people that I work with? They're, they're downtrodden. They're lost. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. They have no purpose. How can I be a blessing to them on a day-to-day basis? How can I show them the love of God? How can I be a channel that God uses for them as well? See... Even though you might be comfortable next to the brook flowing with water and the birds coming, there's nothing for you to be a blessing to. All that God was doing in that situation was substantiating within Elijah, I can do it. If you just trust me, I can do it. But this isn't the, this isn't the long-term goal. I've got something else for you, and I actually need to use you somewhere else. Because Elijah sure wasn't preaching to those birds. I mean, how's he being a blessing? How's he being a blessing to the brook that's bringing it? All that was, that was all one-sided. How can God get it to you? But now God places Elijah in a situation of how can God get it through you? And when you go into, if God changes your scenario, your resource, your situation, and you go in there knowing, you go in there with the understanding that, number one, God is my source, and I will not place trust and reliance. You realize that sometimes we put a weight on things that can't hold us up. If you're, paying, if you're going to your job with the expectation that you're going to be happy and it's going to be exciting, it's going to be the best job you ever had, you've just placed a weight on that job that it's not meant to give you. Nowhere will you find the, the description for a job is to make you happy. But how many people are searching for that job? I just want to be happy. Job, the, the, the job isn't meant to pay you what you're worth. But how many people get bent out of shape when they don't get the raise or they don't get the initial what they were asking for because they feel, I'm worth more. They can't pay you what you're worth. 
nobody could pay you what you're worth. You're a king. You're a son and a daughter of the king of kings. You're royalty. What do you think they could... You put a dollar amount on yourself that says, this is what I'm worth, and you've just determined your value. And I can promise you it's way less than what God thinks of you. But see, what happens is we're, we're playing trust and reliance in the resource rather than the source. But God wants to be the source. God wants to open up so many doors to you. God wants to open up so many windows of heaven. God wants to place so many people in your path that are going to meet your needs. But then he knows I get to use you too. They may meet your need financially, but I want you to meet their need with joy. Because they're going through some depression. They they may need uh, you to bring some peace into their lives because they're anxious and concerned about things. Anybody work with that kind of person that's just always concerned about the economy, always concerned about the government, they're looking over my shoulder. That's where you get to show up and say, hey, I'm bringing peace because I know the Prince of Peace. Let me be a resource to you. Let me provide for you. Father, I thank you tonight that we see clearly in your word that you are the source. You're the creator. You're the provider. You created us. You've established us. You have ordained our steps. So, Father, we place all of our trust, all of our reliance, all of our dependability on you and in you. So, Father, we don't get our eyes off of you. We don't get our eyes off of you and and start looking at the paycheck or start looking at the job or start looking at this person or relationship. Father, we do not place unnecessary weights and pressures that people and things were not designed to carry. But Father, we follow after you. Father, we obey your plan. We obey your call. We obey your leading. And wherever you lead us, Father, we know this, that you will provide. We know this, that you will be our source, no matter what the resource is. And Father, we place ourselves in a position tonight to be the resource wherever you send us. Move through us. Give through us. Serve through us. Father, we want to show you to people by being that connection. And we thank you, Father, that as we trust in you as our source and not trust in resources, that everything we need will be taken care of. Everything we need will be provided for so that we can accomplish the vision, the purpose, and the assignment that you have placed on our lives. We thank you for this tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.